2: Welcome to Affiliate Buzz, the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. James and Arlene Martell are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene.
1: Yes, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 461 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since way back in 2003. If you're joining us live here today on Cranberry Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you happen to be joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today. However, not to worry, I do have a very special guest joining us, David Dalka, founder and managing director of Fearless Revival. And today, we're going to talk to David about the potential for strategic positioning in the performance marketing industry to make sure we all get paid what we're worth. In the July 2016 edition of Feedfront Magazine, David acknowledged that As publishers, you work hard generating qualified traffic for your advertisers, but then asks, do they always pay you what you're worth for the risk that you're taking? And do you even know, or do they even know that you're taking risks? And if people understood that, they would understand the significant value that you create for them, and only when they understand that uh, the value that you're bringing to them that you can get, uh, then you can get paid what you are worth. Now, David is the founder and managing director again of Fearless Revival, advises chief executive officers, global leaders, and their teams to rethink perspectives and reshape priorities about business, technology, and trends in society. David translates symptoms, buzzwords, and information overload into actionable root causes. David completed an MBA at the University of Chicago as part of his ongoing research and passion for lifelong learning. He has participated in thousands of events, read thousands of books and research papers, and conducted podcasts with authors to deepen questions to gain new insights. As a result of this research, David discovered the need to found Fearless Revival. David, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz.
0: Well, it's an honor to be with you, James. It's especially an honor to be with you for a prime number episode, like 461.
1: Well, there you go. It's uh, it's uh, it's good to have you on board, and I know we uh, we met up with uh, you in Chicago last uh, summer during yeah. the affiliate summit event, and uh, also the Share of Sale uh, Think Tank. And you know, with that let's kind of kick it off there what did you know and 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 how did you become involved with digital marketing in the performance marketing community
0: it's kind of a slow evolution i originally got involved in the uh the uh the digital space through uh being a volunteer in december 2005 at the search engine strategies conference here in chicago just as QA microphone runner because i was interested in the space wanted to learn about it that was a cheap way to explore it and uh I went there and I, I heard this universal message from everybody I heard, which was I learned these new skills and I'm using these new skills, and whether they worked in a company, uh, you know, and said that they were mismanaged by somebody, or whether they were independent and said I do these things for clients and they don't understand my worth and it's frustrating the message was consistent they you know there's very talented digital people out there that do wonderful very strategic high value work and to to go back to the article last year that i wrote uh, uh, with the blessings of Sean Collins is you know a lot of people don't actually get paid what they're worth in this space for the the high level of value they sometimes provide, you're you're absolutely right to remind me about that. Um, and other people need to remind about that as well.
1: It's so interesting. I was talking with an associate of mine up here just last week, and the two of us had got together. He had a client, and he's very knowledgeable in the in the uh, online SEO space, and as am I. And we wanted to put together a website for a, a company that basically erects steel buildings. And we looked at a site, we ended up building a brand new site, built it out, did a magnificent job on it, if I may say, highly ranked. And here's a website that, here's a company that was doing marginal sales online. And all of a sudden they land a major customer where just to deal with this one customer alone, uh, the payroll that has has increased that company by a million dollars a month just because of what because of one client that came to them through the website that we put together for them now needless to say we didn't get paid anything close to what the potential of what we brought to them was and that's why I'm interested to 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 talk to you about this because that spawned a whole conversation between he and I is if there is a way for us to actually get paid for what we're worth and the business that we can bring to them is something that is a very interesting Idea, and I know when you and I met in Chicago, you would encourage people to look at their overall risk differently. Could you elaborate on that some more? Well,
0: the companies that acquire services need to look at their risk differently, and, and that has a number of different facets. You know, there's a risk of the platforms you use changing their terms of service. We see. I mean, you have guests on every every week that talk about. Facebook or Google or you know insert name of important property here change their terms of service and it dynamically changed all these other things so people people have channel risk in businesses people that provide services you know and affiliate uh, traffic to businesses have that same risk Uh, And the problem is, you know, we really don't have an open discussion about that as much as we need to. Right. Um, Simple little events like last year when Google changed uh, its terms of service and started putting four ads on the top of the page. Well, you know, that has an impact on, you know, the pricing because they got rid of the ads on the right side and changed the supply curve, made it less. Uh, It also had an impact on the number of uh, SEO spots that were seen by the, 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 the average searcher that you know, many of which still don't know the difference between pay per click or organic. Right? We still mm-hmm. meet people like that. You still sit in coffee shops and watch somebody, you know, Google their airline to check kind of ticket, and then you watch them click the pay per click ad. And you kind of, as it happens, you go through that. No, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we watch people do that every day, right? Okay. And and, and it, so we we see those things, and then corporations. You know, because they don't manage their marketing departments to risk, they don't see uh, and manage or even think about these risks because they, they, they're viewing a false static paradigm through ROI, which isn't really what, what's occurring. Right. You know, these, these things are unstable. They're changing. They're dynamic. Uh, yet the way people measure it and think about it is very static and very linear. So it's, there's, there's a, there's a contrast there, right? It's, it, 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 it creates leads to a butting of heads. And, you know, we see these situations where either internally or, you know, with the client relationship to, of a, of a, of a super affiliate or something like that. Um, you know, people don't, Totally understand that value. Don't, don't get understand understand what, what's in there. And, you know, it gets involved in this. If, you, if you're in a, you know, let's just say you're a B2B affiliate and you, you create some great leads for some product and their sales guy never picks up the phone to do that. Is, is that your fault? No, it's 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 an execution thing. And it's a lack of understanding of the value of the relevancy of those leads because they were probably brought in through some search process. (laughs) So, you know, there's different things there. But I mean, there's a multitude of things here. So to kind of summarize, there's the risk of the platforms. There's the risk of the relationship between the performance marketing platform. Um, like some of the ones you've mentioned or that 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 affiliate marketer. Uh, and and then there's the risk of the company not thinking about this stuff, right, and managing, right? And I think that's really where the biggest opportunity is. And you know, I think the conversation I want to have with you, and I'd love to ex- figure out how to expand over time, is how do we get the performance marketing community to understand that that's in their best interest? Because if we get this managed properly and right, they'll understand what it is. And if they understand what it is, you can price something. If you don't understand what it is, you're going to have emotional decisions all the time. So there's a direct correlation between how much people are willing to pay for something and their actual understanding of the strategic value it's created. And right now, unfortunately, because affiliate marketing tends to have the word marketing in it, it tends to report to a low-level marketer because nobody's nobody's ever understood this channel. And I would argue that it's far more strategic and far more important uh, and needs to report You know, much more higher in the organization, especially the people with operational and business and product insights, uh, more than the marketing insights, I would even argue.
1: Now, I'm here with David Delco, founder and managing director of Fearless Revival. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about that more about getting paid what we're worth more about strategic positioning and I want to dig a little deeper into this word marketing that you're right it's tacked under the word the end of our industry affiliate marketing and it does have a tendency to put us as you said you know in a lower lower position in the uh, I guess the importance uh, scale of a company because sometimes we get treated just like a newspaper, an advertising company that's very easily replaced and not really overly uh, uh, appreciated. So we'll do that and more right after the break.
2: More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors.
1: How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at priorthings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash circle. authority on search vendors
0: where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence cranberry radio online anytime at cranberry.fm
2: time now to hear some more affiliate buzz here's james and arlene
1: Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with David Delka, founder and managing director of Fearless Revival. Now, David, why don't we why don't we shift gears a little bit before we get into more detail? Tell us what. Um, tell us about your company, Fearless Revival, and why you founded it.
0: Yeah, I I had several different events that made me realize that the 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 paradigm of professional services helping corporations were. Actually not acting in their best interest. Um, the first and most important of which was I interacted with an alum in my business school who was part of one of those large, uh, giant agencies that are, you know, the, the opposite end of the spectrum, not performance-based, but still a percentage of ad spend base. And after interacting with them, I, I saw that they were very happy with the current paradigm. You know, hey, hmm. I make t- I make ten percent of whatever the heck the guy spends, and whether it works or not, or whether it increases the revenue or cash flow or market share, I get paid, and it doesn't matter. Hmm. But but what it made me realize was okay, why are companies still signing those contracts when when there's performance marketers available, when there's search available, when there's other other many other channels that 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 would bring more accountability more effectiveness to those people and, and that affects all people in this community. So there's opportunities for affiliates to make more. There's opportunities for, uh, platforms to make more. It's just, we have to get, we have to get senior leadership's head around the idea that, that this is actually a, a, a better value for people, uh, than, than some of the existing, uh, paradigms around brand. And the, and the second part was, um a friend of mine who was a senior search marketer at a large corporation um, said, I'm coming to Chicago. I want to take you to Gibson's. I want to have dinner. Um, and I want to talk about a problem I'm having. And you're one of the few people on earth that, that even understand the problem. And I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll take that steak dinner. <laughs> uh, and he comes here. And we sit down, and we get to that part of the conversation where, he's, where, he's, where I say, what's, okay, what's, what's, what's bothering you? And he drags out one of these giant PowerPoint decks out of his briefcase from, from, uh, from a large strategy firm whose name does not need to be mentioned. And uh, he says, this is our five-year plan at our company. I have one problem with it. I said, what's that? He said, it doesn't include my department's
1: function. Ah, a guy so, with a
0: huge seven-figure budget for search
1: well and we hear this a lot in this industry where the affiliate marketing manager or the affiliate department which a lot of times even in very large companies consists of somebody who's been pulled out of some other department and said here you are now the affiliate manager go make it happen (laughs) and they don't have a budget they don't really have much of anything to work with so which leads to the question how do we prove then that it's a better value because i think if we could prove it then it should be a no-brainer but that seems to be the challenge so how do we prove it i think
0: a lot of the existing data um already is there uh, it's just never been presented with the right voice to the right people, which is why you and I have had some back-channel conversations about this and why, you know, after this podcast, I'd, I'd love to, you know, talk with other people in this community who have some of those platforms, and we should we should be having more conversations about this. You know, the, the media is not going to tell this story for us because the media is in the pocket with the existing paradigm because the media makes money off of, let's face it pay-per-click ads off, uh, you know, CPM ads on the banners of the sides of large traffic sites. Um, They they don't care about performance marketing. They don't care about what you and I are talking about. They care about hey, I can make more money off the existing paradigm. So the the major media is never going to tell the story. So it's the responsibility of this community to have one-to-one conversations and back channels and then amplify that through conversations like the one you and I are sharing so wonderfully right now. And we need to repeat that. So we need to, we need to do that here. We need to do that in webinars. We need to do that in conferences to leadership groups. We need to do that to you know, one-to-one conversations where somebody gets a call from some, somebody outside the marketing department and says, I want to understand this stuff. No, have, have, let's let's have those conversations then. I can I can be involved in those and help people slowly understand what they should focus on and why, which is the biggest problem here. Upper management outside of marketing does not understand its marketing channels
1: well and in today's environment in the affiliate space with attribution now being so prevalent and which adds layers of complexity but it also adds more clarity if things are set up properly you can actually see what's going on but but then you know it also reminds me that sometimes and i have this with clients where you know you know you're really driving a lot of revenue for them and you and you know things are really going very very well but when you try to get to the data, and you get a glimpse of it, but and and you get hints sometimes, but sometimes we don't have, we don't have that data because the company hides it. Because I've found in a lot of cases they don't want us to know, because they realize that if we do know how much money we're making for them, that we're going to want more money. So, you know, so there's still there's still some some tug of war going on here. So so what is what's what's the further solution to this?
0: Well, I think that part of it is that it's a, it's a scarcity mentality, right? I mean, we still meet people that – I still meet companies that – where, where search marketers, paid search marketers work there, and they say we run out of budget on the 15th of the month, and they don't run any more pay-per-click ads the rest of the month. It's not that they wouldn't be effective. It's just the, the, the management style of what they're doing is obsolete because they don't understand the medium. Yeah, you know, your pay per click is going to be just have the same ROI in the second half of the month in most cases than it would in the first half, uh, you know, barring any major holiday issues, and you know there, there's those things there. So people need to really think about. Uh, these issues, and it all gets back to this org structure thing. I want to help every company in the world reorganize their marketing departments so that the the orphaned child people get a seat at the table. And that means SEOs, that means affiliates, that means you know anybody that's undermanaged. That even includes people like event marketers. Beyond that, there's there's undermanaged things because they're all under this thing with this brand marketer who allegedly is going to manage all this to some creative process. And the reality is. That's not the reality. That's just that's just the task that needs to be done. That's not managing the business relationships. and that's where these people are doing it here. So I, I think it's I don't think it's intentional. I think I think it's just ignorance. And ignorance can only become overcome by awareness and education which is why conversations like this one and other ones that we should have in the future are, are so important. And I look forward to, you know, amplifying this. And that's why it's fun to have this conversation is, you know, to some people, this is the first time I've ever thought about it.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I had a partner it has got to be 20 somewhat years ago in another company. And I was in charge of the marketing and we didn't have much of a budget. And I realized through he, knocking my head against the wall because I came up with a little strategy where we would distribute 10,000 door hangers every month to, to residents in the area and every month that would bring us and I remember it clearly it bring us almost exactly 100 customers every month and they'd pay 66 dollars on average so 6,600 bucks and the and the door uh, hanger campaign cost us like three and we ended up with you know an extra 3,600 bucks and a customer that was now paying between 10 and 20 dollars a month well the, the battle that I was having was with my partner, who was an accountant and quite frankly, an idiot, uh, because he, in his mind, in his paradigm, you only spend so much money per month on marketing. And if you spend any more than that, then it's not correct. Even though it was highly successful, and it, that made no sense to me at all. And you're right, there's some departments that they say, okay, in this search space, we're going to, we got this much of a budget. Meanwhile, in a lot of cases, it's opened up the floodgates to them for customers, but they just don't seem to know how to track that. Or, or what is it, David? Is it just that they're just stuck in an old paradigm? it's it's a combination of factors um part of it is
0: an old paradigm where people just aren't aware of those things and you know but then there's this 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 ex- newer part which is a lot of people in these spaces know things about technology but they know nothing about business um i was just uh you know at an event this week where a company was talking to me about the they do something in the phone business and you know involving phone technology and tracking out there and they're saying they're having trouble getting younger people to really understand and implement their product on the technology side because none of them ever talk on the phone. <laughs> so, 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 so it's it's a combination of both sides. Sometimes the new can be have side effects, you know. So it's it's like this: there is no ideal person in the marketplace, which is why we need to work together as a team. That's why we have to work together to create cross-cultural conversations outside of the space, not just talk to the same affiliate marketers every week. And and I love you all, but. We have to communicate beyond our borders. And when I say our borders, beyond the the 10 conferences that talk about this stuff, beyond the couple places that are there. The only way this community is ever going to get understood is for people to really understand uh, the superior value that it creates. And right now it doesn't have a senior voice at the table. Uh, that's as loud uh, on your side. And I want to be on your side because I, I I know how hard some of you work. Uh, I see some of the great results you do, and I see some of the, you know, a lot, let's face it, a lot of the innovation in Internet marketing comes from this space. It starts here all the time. So you, can think, you can think of hundreds of examples, maybe even thousands of examples, over the time you've done this podcast where you've met people that, that told you something where you're like i never heard that before and then three years later everyone in the world's doing what that guy did yeah that seen it, did.
1: seen it over and over and over again you're exactly right now i'm here with david delka founder and managing director of fearless revival we're going to take a quick break when we get back i want to talk about uh and talk with david about uh i guess what would you consider ideal situations where we can really or maybe you can really make a significant difference for people we'll do that and more right after the break
2: More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
0: Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think
1: eBrand.
0: Free and unlimited SEO audit reports.
1: E-brands.
0: Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. E-brands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. E-brands.
2: Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz. Here's James and Arlene.
1: Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with David Delka, founder and managing director of Fearless Revival. And we're talking about the potential for strategic positioning in the pay for performance marketing space. And uh, really, with the underlying idea to make sure we're all getting paid what we are worth. And I guess, which I guess leads me to a This question, David, what would you consider an ideal situation where you think – where you can make a significant difference for people?
0: Anything where there's a sign that there might be a sense of urgency to do something different. And that can include anything from – any new member of the executive team a new CEO a new CFO a new CMO uh, that in- could include uh, you know underperformance in a certain period of time where you know it's pretty clear that a change needs to occur um, and the way that the business strategy and marketing strategy are being run need to be rethought. Um, anything where, you know, there's there's different types of things are occurring at the edges, Uh, you know, either the best of breed company that wants to be better or that company that's being challenged and and wants to do the other thing. Let's face it, the company in the middle that's coasting along, that's fine. They're not this conversation that they don't care let's face yeah. it uh the 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 innovators are going to come from the edges where the, the people need to think about it differently because they're being forced to and when when i've gotten into those situations um, sometimes the results have been pretty dramatic because they did everything i suggested rather than just saying oh yeah okay we checked the box
1: it's funny you mentioned i don't care and you're right the ones in the middle area They don't. Reminds me of my little granddaughter, Hannah. We're uh, off on a road trip. She was in the back of the minivan. I happened to be driving. And I'm looking at her in the mirror, and I said something to her. She looks right back at me, and she goes, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I looked at her and said, what? So I said something else to her, and she goes, I don't care that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just so funny so those aren't the people we're looking for we're looking for the ones although i'm gonna keep her she's a keeper where you so you're mentioning you're, the ones you're talking about are the ones that are really have changes in the wind they know they need to change they may be not quite sure why or where but so but if, there, there's a problem
0: even, maybe even take that down another notch and make it a little bit more tactical for people that anytime that person comes back and starts to push back on how much they're paying for you. Maybe it's a sign that they're having some other kind of financial problem. Uh, or likewise, if they come to you and they're starting a program, whether you're an advertising platform or whether you're an individual uh, affiliate, um, you know, the bottom line is when they're starting something new is a good time to talk about this as well.
1: So what would you say differentiates you uh, man? your style of strategic advisory services?
0: It really comes down to this issue of the fact that you know there's the, let's let's go over the basic fact. ninety nine percent of the people you will meet that you sell services to that have an MBA from a fancy program who might be running some company you're selling to, have never been trained in how to judge and acquire services period. There is no class in it at the major schools. So the most important decisions that an executive will ever make, they actually have no training for. So they frequently make emotional decisions rather than rational ones. So it gets down to people needing to rethink that process and understanding it. So in in the in the in the marketing space we talked about agencies, okay? You know, there's the you know a lot of them, a lot of the big global conglomerates still do a percentage of ad spend models we discussed. Uh, is that the right model for 2017? probably not but on the strategy consulting side most of these firms are not offering old school strategy the way that peter drucker and tom peters and other russell ekhoff and other greats of the past are they're just providing outsourcing of large numbers of people at lowest wages possible to those people and earning spread on that and they want to keep those people there as long as possible whether they're effective or not. Hmm. So it's it's about what do you want to accomplish and what model is appropriate for you. So I would I would assert that probably somewhere between 80 and 90% of all companies don't have the right set of professional services advisors Period. At all. And they need to rethink that entire thing, uh, which is where we could have this conversation and reopen those doors, because, you know, it's, you know, having endless PowerPoints from from certain firms uh, might be better money better spent on on added
1: marketing budget, for example. So now we're coming up against the clock here. Tell us and share with our listeners uh, the services uh, that you provide and how people can get in touch with you, because I know you're striking some chords here.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I, I provide advisory services to senior level executives, preferably at the C-level. Um, it doesn't have to be there, but they just need to be involved so that the sponsorship is there. Um, executive retreats where I help companies and individuals rethink um, what's going on in that world. And that can be a group of 10 that could be just meeting somebody for lunch at a uh, at a fancy place and going over that and, you know, different keynotes. So, you know, I'm happy to happy to do those different types of things. Also, very happy to do B2B thought leadership partnerships with with people you're friendly with. Uh, they can reach me at fearlessrevival dot com uh, and look at the website. Think about it and uh, you know, reach me via that
1: website. Sounds terrific. Sounds great. And uh, I'd love love to have you back on. I can see uh, we're out of time. But I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time to join us today and uh, sharing your thoughts. It's been very interesting and uh, definitely uh, an eye-opener.
0: It was, it was wonderful to reconnect with you, James, and uh, I look forward to continued conversations on this topic as we've only just scratched the surface today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing you in, in Chicago again soon. And uh, we are now out of time officially. Uh, keep in mind that uh, if there's anything David mentioned here that you missed and you'd like to review that we do take all the show notes for you, including links to everything uh, mentioned here today. And you can find the show notes for this particular episode at jamesmartel.com forward slash AB461. I also invite you to come and hang out with us here live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time here on Cranberry Radio for the Affiliate Buzz. And a final reminder that if you'd like to be alerted each week to new episodes, I encourage you to take a minute right now, open your email and subscribe to the Affiliate Buzz by sending a blank email to affiliate underscore buzz at aweber.com. David, thanks again to our listeners. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz.